0: Hello, my loves. I'm so excited for this episode because I am sitting down with my longest friend, my dearest friend, my best friend, Marina, who I met in university. (laughs) And she's not like in this self-development space or she is, but she's not like a mentor in this space. She doesn't do what I do. But she's been the biggest gift and a biggest catalyst to my growth. And we've been talking about how female friendships are so important to your dating life. And so I wanted to just chat with her to show you how she has been one of the biggest expanders in my life and within my relationship dynamics and how what her and I, her and I's friendship looks like from an inside view. You guys hear me talk about her all the time. It was so cute. She was like shaking when she sat down for the interview, she does not like public speaking. And um, so that's why I haven't met her yet, but I'm sure you guys have seen her on my Instagram. If you're new here, my Instagram is it's Laura Patricia Martin. Um, I like to post funny things about her and her dogs. <laughs> but she's been the biggest catalyst for my growth because we've been friends for 13 years and many lifetimes. She's seen me from the very beginning of the Hot Mess Express to who I am today and vice versa. Hers wasn't as dramatic, <laughs> but something that's so powerful is being seen by someone and loved by someone for who you truly are. And we talk about that in this, re- in this episode of how that was actually really hard for me because especially with someone that has a tendency to lean towards anxious attachment, if you're not in alignment, when someone gives you love, it kind of freaks you out, which is why we often attract avoidant people. And so the depth that Marina and I have stepped into, especially in the last two years since she's moved to Texas, like literally five minute walk from my house and how that's opened me up and how that's changed my perception of love and how to be loved and receive love. And so we talk about that. And this is why I'm saying, if you don't have Good female friendships, and you're in the dating world. I really invite you to look at these things. I, you know, I was lucky enough to meet Marina in college, but also my other good friend that you guys know from my usual unplugged episodes with Steph. I believe we met that woman one time in person, and I met her in programs. And so it's just getting your butt in the arena, and you know, surrounding yourself with the people that. Will expand you and hold you accountable we talk about that in this episode of how how important that is to be be honest with your friends so that they can grow but a lot of times we shy away from doing that because we don't want to be ostracized we don't want to be rejected we have a lot of female friendship wounds i know i do you know i've been bullied and kicked out of groups and things of that nature and so the friendship with marina has been monumental and so, if you're navigating a friendship breakup, if you're navigating wanting more vulnerability in your friendships, if you're wondering, do people like me exist out there and can I find my person in friendship and in partnership? Yes. And it all starts with you. It really truly does. It's going on this journey and it's opening yourself up and, you know, being the type of person you want mirrored back to you in this world. So, this entire episode is one that is near to my heart, and I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life because this was huge for Marina. She has a big fear of public speaking, and for her to do this, to speak so eloquently, to share her heart, to let you guys see her in this format, it just, I'm just so proud of her. Like I, I just love her so fucking much, and for her to gift us her Energy here, and this like isn't her work, it means the world because now you guys kind of get a peek into inside of what your friendships get to look like, and who you surround yourself with. And if you're in that in between moment of like I don't have my person yet, just know that when the more you show up in these arenas and the more that you do the work, the more that these people are just going to be drawn to you. Okay, and so I'm excited for this episode. If you could it means the world to go subscribe to this podcast. It does more than you think it does. (laughs) Plus you get notified every Monday with our new episodes. And then share this with a friend that you're like, I love you, or this is what I want our friendship to be like, or something. Just share it with them. It means the world. And if you want to take it a step further and you're looking to deepen your community, that's where arrival comes into place. We have our monthly membership. It's the coolest place on the internet with the softest hearts with women that are working on building their relational skills. And in order to do that, they're healing their relationship with themselves. And it's just like this vulnerability soft vortex of high achievers. It's so fucking brilliant. And you can try it out now for 14 days free. So I'm going to put that in the show notes, but enjoy this one. This one's really special y'all. And I'm so excited that you're here. You are listening to the Healing to Happy Podcast, a podcast where we have hard conversations that slay shame. It's about leaning into the vulnerability and reclaiming your bravery. I am Laura Patricia Martin, a trauma specialist who created this podcast to help women like you collapse the walls built up around their hearts due to the shame and trauma and life experiences, to have conversations we may be struggling to have with those around us so that we can break down the walls that are holding us back from living this bold, juicy, brave life. Here, myself, my guests, and my friends share their journeys of rebirth to help us get out of our own way, build authentic relationships and heart-centered businesses and dance proudly into our fullest expression. I believe that when we bring light to a shadow, find richness within the in-between period with women who understand us, co-regulation occurs. Safety is imprinted and we begin to set the tone for limitless potentiality. I am so honored to be here with you. So let's begin. We're i are like i'm being interviewed we're gonna have a good time it's gonna be a conversation it doesn't feel like it i mean there's a microphone i know i know people <laughs> listen to the stuff yeah okay i'm recording oh <laughs> <laughs> okay okay y'all i have a special guest for this unplugged segment it's my best friend uh, it's almost 13 years when do people start school like when they're children no like college like when do we start school it's around this time right? 17 because
1: I graduated I had one of those weird birthdays in the summer so you were 18
0: yeah so we're 13 years then lucky 13 okay so are you nervous I'm very nervous I don't talk a lot I know and then she yells at me for not being able to hear her <laughs> um so i start the podcast by asking everyone this i literally said this to her y'all i go i ask everyone the same question she goes what is it and i go you wouldn't know if you listen to the podcast. okay to my defense
1: you're my friend i am in laura's daily life all the time so if anything she's getting ideas for the podcast
0: by being in this friendship that's a fact. We're going to talk about that today. Okay. Okay. But the question I always ask the podcast is called he- Everyone's going to hear it. If that thing jingles, they're going to hear it in the background. I can't drink water for the next however long. Got yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Continue. What is the question? So the podcast is called Healing to Happy. Yes. I ask everyone, what are you currently healing your way to happy on? <sighs> okay. So.
1: Laura and I just came, or were on our way home from a month-long trip from Dallas, where we currently live, to, we made a few stops along the way, but we ended up in Jacksonville to visit my family, and I guess um, I would say that during that trip, um, a lot of things that I've been trying to heal within my own self-development journey Obviously, as you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're in that journey, probably. Um, I would say starts with your, fam- your origin, your origin story, your family story, and sometimes when you go home after not being home for a long time or being with your family members for a long time and then being with them for an extended period of time so many things that you are healing on your own come up and you're really tested to see like, where, where are you in this healing process? So I think, um, I don't know, I'm off topic. The question was what, what are you currently healing? What, happy on. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say that that's something that's prevalent. Like I'm healing the way that I am in relationship. And I think that that's a journey for life. That's not just, that's just not now, but it's the first thing that came to mind. Just, From where we are right now. Um, but how we relate to people in our lives through a duration of our of our lives, right? Like we change in every stage and so do the people in our lives, you know. My specifically like I'm thinking of my mom has is in a completely different phase of life than she was a year ago or two years ago. And just seeing her and being able to accept her and like see her through these transitions and like I have to show up as a different daughter almost um, in that. So, just healing my way through,
0: I guess, relationships is really prevalent and it's actually really cool. Yeah. And you do so well with it. We were talking about that on the car, right? And you do so freaking well with that. So I feel like you're speaking, though. I am not. I can see it right here. Mm-hmm. Well, we're about to we'll hear it. So, she really wants to drink this water, y'all. She needs to be too. Okay. I'm. I love this, and I think that is beautiful. And I think a lot of us can relate. One of the biggest things is, like, you know your deepest healing when you sit with your family and also through the phases of when your parent is also a human, and you get to witness them in that. And, you know, it just has a different kind of dynamic that –
1: Yeah, and even taking it back to some of the work that you do, you know, sometimes you're single for such a long time, and you're healing through all these things that you knew you were doing in your past relationship, and then you start dating someone new, and it's like, whoop, here's your test, like, Mm -hmm. here's your trigger, here's, like, hello, like, have you actually healed, right? Like, how are you going to show up this time around differently? Yeah. So, that's kind of what I was getting at.
0: Yeah. I love it. I love it. We can all relate to that. And so, we were noodling on what we wanted to talk about. Well, I was noodling on what I she wanted to talk about. She just didn't want to include me, <laughs> I can now feel unprepared. <laughs> she likes questions. She's the Virgo. She's the organized one, where we just kind of riff off the cuff here. But her and I were listening to two male podcasts um, on the drive to where I'm moving to, Florida. And they had mentioned how, you know, they see this, not downfall, but, like, the loose end with women is the accountability that they have. Like, with their male counterparts, they're able to come at them and say, hey, you're not showing up in this way and get your fucking shit together and hold yourself accountable. Where then they were talking about in female friendships, they see the lack of that and how women are afraid to speak up, women you know, because of the fear of not belonging and being ostracized and bullies and all the things that we've kind of navigated more so than men is what I took away from that episode.
1: Yeah. They gave examples such as, you know, a guy's like, "Hey, I'm going to go to the gym every single day at 5 a.m., blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if they're not showing up for that and they're not going to the gym with their buddies, their buddies like, this is now what the fuck you said you were going to do. Like, show up, man. Where are you? You know? Yeah. Whereas in women would be like, oh, it's fine. You can just start next week. You know? Um, I personally related to it a little bit differently because I don't have that experience with friendships, but I can definitely see it. I see it in maybe like just, I I don't know, relationships in the past with women yeah. or just when I was younger or I, acquaintances, I guess, but just not my deep core friendships. And that's where the conversation, I guess, started.
0: Yeah. And we kind of went from that where it's like we've never really had that. And I mean, 13 years into our friendship, I kind of wanted to, one, dive into the accountability piece and to start with, you know, the hardest parts of, like, what have been one of the hardest things within our relationship dynamic. Her eyebrow is just done. And she's like, damn. Um, and how these things, because I feel like we've navigated those quite well. Like, anytime. The accountability I mean, piece? Accountability in that, where it's like, even when I moved here, where it was like, not everything has to be a big deal. Like me feeling you know like intrusive or like I didn't belong or anytime we did get into like a tiff I was like oh my god she's got a divorce plan we're never gonna be friends again and you're like we're allowed to disagree like it's not a big deal but Mm -hmm. having those hard conversations Mm -hmm. which is I think what they were getting to is like most what they interpreted women having fear of the hard conversations I think we do really well Mm, yeah, okay, you're, I have a really bad memory,
1: so she, <laughs> she just refreshed my memory on something that they specifically were like, it's almost like women have this, like, mean girl, um, uh, like, scared of being the mean girl, you know, like, they don't want to be too rough or too bitchy or whatever, and I've had the opposite issue <laughs> in my life, where I have if you know me I have a really big heart and I love and I care for the people in my life deeply but with that to me comes a lot of brutal honesty and when I was younger I would just kind of say what the fuck I felt like saying because I love you and I want the best for you and I thought that you wanted to be held accountable however as I've grown up and learned more, better communication styles. There's a way to deliver the same message that still comes from the heart in a way that um, is delivered with love and not brutally honest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have navigated that because Laura has known me from being, uh, having zero threshold on patience to blowing up but any time, any day. I was always there
0: for her. Um, yeah. But it, it like the way one of the things that I know as well where it's like you were the only friend that was ever honest with me. Like I can look at fucking my blonde hair for God's sakes. Like let's she just talk about that. <laughs> And Laura had bleach blonde hair to the extent that it was like yellow. It was yellow and it was a tiny little bob, and I had my Victoria's Secret bombshell bra pushed up to my chin. 2012. It was baby. a fucking vibe. But Marina was the only one that was like, no, like you're not, no. Where everyone else, they'll kind of just tell you what you want to hear. are like, oh, you did and your hair. That's cute. No, it's not. Yeah yeah and you're like no please don't you should should change it and then I went bright red and got gauges it was great um but it is one of those things because I mean that's a silly example but in that way you've always held me accountable to a different standard and sometimes I would not that I'd feel like attacked but then I'd be like oh I'm in trouble or I'd feel certain things and then as I got older it was like Oh, I actually fucking appreciate that a hundred percent because yeah. you're never gonna lie to me. I'm gonna ask you your opinion when I want it because you're actually gonna give me a valid opinion, and then I can cycle through my own. True, but I also have
1: delivered it better, so I, I still always take responsibility for that. hundred
0: um, percent. But it, but it is one of those things that if you, I don't know, in your friendship dynamics. I, you just cuz i i mean after spending a month with your mom your mom's like that too where it's like it's just going to be upfront and personal <laughs> where it's like in your face and and it is a valuable thing but in relation to that in relationships cuz the podcast we were listening to they were talking about relationships and relationship growth and why they see this kind of stunting the relational dynamic and so this podcast is around dating and relationships and so how do you feel that our friendship And the way that we navigate conflict and we talk about these things and we do hold each other accountable to, hey, you said you're going to do something, do it. Mm
1: -hmm. Or, hey,
0: you're going to, you know, this was your intention, this is what you're calling in. Like, I feel like we don't really let each other slide around that.
1: No, but I also... Okay, so to answer your question, I think that our relationship and our, like, our friendship does that with grace because... We're women, and we need to express how we're feeling. We need to have our off days. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you get to have those off days, and you get to, you know, you, you make decisions for yourself. I make decisions for myself. And when we come together, and we're either, like, you know, venting, needing emotional support, whatever the case may be, once each person is out of that, and they feel like safe enough to get feedback I think that we read each other well enough where we're like okay hey cool we get it you know you needed to cry this out or I don't know I can't think of a specific example at the moment but okay but this is what we talked about and this was the boundary that you set and this is the account like this is where the accountability piece comes in you know it's not it's it's not just throwing it in in one another's face but it's more of this is not the way that you plan to show up so how are we going to do this differently next time you know and guiding each other through those conversations of like oh shit yeah i i did say that okay and you know being in friendships like ours is also like you always bring this up as such a mirror because it really is you calling out or me calling out like oh i just broke trust with myself right mm. like if if Someone's holding you accountable for something you said you were gonna do. Your word is gold. Your word is is a promise, and it's a first off, it's a promise not just to the person that you're saying it to, but to yourself. Because if you said you were gonna do it, you should do it, even if no one's watching. Period. So that's where I think like the deepest root of accountability comes in. It's like, okay, mirroring that back of like, oh shit, I didn't withhold. X, Y, and Z. And the only person that, in the long term of things, that, that hurts is myself because mm-hmm. the longest relationship you're ever going to have is with yourself. 100%. So I think having friendships that are able to give you that
0: accountability <coughs> is just life changing. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think one of the biggest things, like moving back to um, the states. Like, that's when our relationship, for me, shifted when we were in the same place, because it's a deeper vulnerability that we've opened up. I mean, we even just opened up a deeper vulnerability through this trip, but it's, like, unfortunately, I think a lot of people hold themselves back, and... I don't know if this is true this is my interpretation of the events of when i moved back it was like i was holding myself back from certain vulnerabilities with you where it was like "Lord, just randomly come over like what the fuck are you doing yeah. and i was like everything has to be an event and i like have no idea actually how to open myself up or how to be even a friend because i was so just fucking selfish because i've been on my own for six years and like mm-hmm. not knowing how to show up in a friendship and i feel like that was such a transformative experience for my dating life, for my relationships after that, because I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what being vulnerable with anyone was, you know? Like, it was, I was so used to being surviving, and I was so used to being on my own, that, like, even though I've known you for so long, even though we don't remember why we were friends, because college, we were <laughs> very opposites, we we don't remember what happened, um, <laughs> but... It's one of those things that I can look back and, I mean, our friendship dynamic, beyond just the accountability piece, I think it's the being yourself piece, the being vulnerable piece that is also something that's lacking in female friendships. And I talked about this in the episode that's coming after this, or actually no, the episode that came out on Monday last week, around that vulnerability piece of, like, I want emotionally available partners, I want friendships that have depth, but at the same time, I'm holding myself back. I'm not actually opening myself up. And so, did you ever have a phase of that for you? Because you're the one that invited me into that. So, who invited you, and how did you get to that comfort level, I guess, in your friendships? Yeah, that's
1: a really good question. Um... I don't know if necessarily a specific person's coming to mind or a a stage in life, but I think what's coming fresh is, like, the pandemic.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, the pandemic was, was for I'm sure many people, was a complete transformation of who I became as a woman. I ended a five-year relationship. I lost a lot of friends through that time, and I was in a... Oh my God, Laura. I'm videoing. I know but I lose <laughs> my train of thought. Okay. Um, and I was in a complete I, w- I was in San Diego, I was in a relationship for a really long time, which was the majority of my time in San Diego. So being young, you kind of just end up having your partner's friends and your your friends or your partner's friends, et cetera. And when the pandemic hit and you I moved out, I was all on my own. I always had, like, a good group of female friends, but that time really brought us closer. That was a time where it was... And being in San Diego in California, anybody that's there knows how insane California was as far as shutdown, you know? Um, so it was hangouts at home, and it was coming in your pajamas after you shower and bringing dinner over, cooking dinner together, and it was just a lot of being in vulnerable states meaning there isn't getting dressed up and going to a restaurant there isn't getting dressed up and going this it was more of like come over let's do our nails, <laughs> um let's yeah let's cook dinner let's do this and I have beautiful beautiful women um in San Diego that I just cultivated these very deep friendships and they were all so different and so diverse in their own ways and I think that is Also, a really um, big reason why when I moved to Dallas, which is when Laura moved back to the States shortly after, I was so welcoming. I'm like, yeah, come over to my house, and my house is your house. However, Laura, to me, has always been my family. (laughs) Like, I don't know where she just went to Asia, came back, and was like, Marina doesn't love me. I don't know. She just had this, like, <laughs> whole ordeal in her I head. I do not think anyone
0: loved me. I was like, I'm so lost. <laughs> yeah,
1: so that that goes without being said. But I think that, that that's it. It's The pandemic really changed the way that my friendships grew and I think what I was going through in life. And it just, it grew out of this immaturity state of, like, going out and getting drinks and going to brunch and blah, blah, blah to, like we're just home and we're talking and we're spending time with one... You know, I, uh, my friends have partners and their partners are over and I bring my dog over and we just... We hang out as if we were family. And that's where the depths really grow.
0: Yeah. I do feel like... And this is now like friendship dating and things like that that I've seen because it is always events. You're going out, you're getting drinks, yeah. you're getting brunch, you're doing the thing. And that can actually... And that's what most people identify as, friendships. Like, coming over and watching Netflix. Like, I haven't done that since I was in high school with someone. Mm -hmm. You know? That's why when you just come over, I'm like... For what? For what? And you're like... I'm annoyed you haven't come to my house and I live five minutes from you and I'm like yeah. I'm like I'm putting what?
1: together a TV stand
0: <laughs> I'm fucking Bob the Builder come over <laughs> and I'm like I don't know what you mean I don't know how to do this but it, it, moving forward it's like I can even see now like thinking of Kat right it's like though that's having more intimacy it's like come over just sit on my couch and drink wine with me or like Sarah or some those types mm-hmm. of people in my life where it's like Anyone else, it's those, let's grab drinks, friends. And I feel like that's, like, an intimacy blocker in that. It and it it's the same be. thing with, like, dating, too. Because it's like, let me cook you dinner. And you're like, whoa, yeah, too much. Well, with dating, it's <laughs> a little different. Because it's like, how many
1: dates have you been on? How yeah. serious
0: are you? What are his intentions? Blah, blah. But I kind of feel like that with friendships. Like, if a girl that I just... I remember, actually, I met a girl on B- Bumble BFF. And it didn't go anywhere because then I ended up like, traveling for God knows how long. Yeah. But we went to brunch, like, one time, she met me at an event with Elvis another time, and then, she's like, come over for wine, and I was like, <gasps> what? Third was like, our third date? I it's her third date? And then, like, and these are the things that give me, like, you were in hindsight, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know, like, what? Like, okay. But, like, these are the things in hindsight I look at, I'm like, oh my god, I'm the emotionally available one. Are unavailable one. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I have so many blocks around these things of, like, and even when I'd be at your house where I'm, like, but am I taking up too much space? Like, am I doing things? And you're, like, I literally don't know you exist when you're at my house. And I was, like, what do you mean? Like,
1: yeah. And oh that's in the most loving way yeah. in the sense that's, like, I can, you know, I can be as comfortable as I am when I'm alone than when you're there. Yeah. Um,
0: But I will say that doesn't Happen with everyone. I know uh, I'm a every, special yeah. human being. At you love me so much. That's why you follow me around the world. Obvious. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> you guys, she's never gonna give it up. That I moved to Dallas for her, which she I did. didn't. It was definitely a really nice cherry on top. No. I'm not moving to Florida. I'm stating this on this podcast.
0: I am not moving to Florida. Just yeah. catch me. Kelly's gonna jump in my car. She's gonna come with me. Then Remy's gonna come with me. And then she's gonna come with. Me. Watch her. Watch for those, contests, are like, those are my dogs. That's
1: Callie oh, and yeah. Remy are my dogs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I do, I can see that where it's like, that was one of the biggest, if I think back, not the hardest time, as in like us fighting, us, whatever. It was like my fear of taking up too much space and somehow overstepping a boundary mm-hmm. over and being ostracized and these kind of things. And... It, this is why it helps so much with it and even now like this has helped so much in this current season that I'm in because it's like whenever i'd feel like i'm taking up space whenever i'd feel like i'm too much whenever i'd feel like i have to act a certain way because i am in a very eclectic emotional fucking human being mm-hmm. and but i hid those parts for a really long time because i was like but if i show you all of me will you break up with me mm-hmm. if i if i take up too much space if i actually do need you because i'm quite needy person like do like am i gonna somehow overstep and so you know inch by inch i was doing that until the point where it was like I, we were sat at some fucking i think it was like tulum or some shit and you're like we need to have a conversation and i was like <gasps> and then i cry because yeah. i'm always it's trying like, <laughs> and i was like are you breaking up with me like there's tears like i don't know what's happening and you're like no like i'm just wondering like why you won't just like Let me in, essentially. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel that, and I have no idea how. Like, I didn't know how at the time. Because I was like, I'm just so used to being protected. You know? I'm so used to being on my own. I'm so used to not being all of myself so I can be chosen, quote, unquote, and belong. Yeah, I do
1: remember this conversation. My memory's coming back. (laughs) She has the worst memory, y'all. need to get her a neurologist. I do. And I remember sitting in that conversation and thinking... Okay, maybe what I think this friendship is is not, and I was yeah. ready to accept. I guess that breakup too. I was like, oh, maybe I don't hold enough importance in her life how she does to me because to
0: me it was a no brainer. And if anyone we, that listens to this podcast knows, I'm obsessed with Marina and I talk about her anytime she even <laughs> meets anyone. They're like, how? she's like, how do they know me? And I was like, I'm obsessed with you. I'm sorry that I ever made it seem like I wasn't. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm
1: taking up all of my communication skills to this conversation, and I'm like, I'm okay if she doesn't see me as the importance that she is, blah, how important she is to me. If she doesn't see me in that same light, then totally understandable, whatever. Um, I just have to figure out what the dynamic of the friendship is, you know? It's like, I always say, like, you have certain friends you can, like, look like shit with go work out hit up Marshalls. (laughs) i love Marshalls. (laughs) 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 and like small candles and shit right and then there's some friends who just aren't down for that they want like their structured hangouts and that's fine it doesn't necessarily lose any you're not losing or winning in any way but you just have to know how to navigate that kind of friendship and i was like okay laura is gonna be the structured uh we only hang out when we have something planned which was a pretty fucking hard pill to swallow considering how long we've known each other and how close i thought we were (laughs) so i'm like what's going on (laughs) yeah
0: and i'm like no you're my favorite human on the planet and i was like wow and even now looking back at this in hindsight because i don't think i even had the conversation skills or tools that I have now yeah, we to like we it, talked about this. yeah but like if I look back at that moment it was like but I love you so much like why don't you mm-hmm. you don't feel it and I'm like thinking now in all the relationships I'm like oh my god I've probably done that to a lot of people like just the fear of well if I show you how much I love you is it gonna scare you off if I show you and I let you in are you gonna leave if I actually fully am me is it going to be rejected and i feel like that is a big wounds for most people mm-hmm. it's like the if i'm actually me will you love me and mm-hmm. so i was this like i mean everything at that point in my life orchestrated every single fucking thing look at the date nights with all this look at every single fucking thing that it was like it needed to be an instagramable like including the way i showed up mm-hmm. and so it was like this fear of depth but yet craving it so deeply and so when you brought that forward i was like holy pickles like no but also i don't know how and i think that's a big thing for people like listening it's like it's okay if you don't know how like a lot of us don't know how to love a lot of us are used to being guarded a lot of us have a lot of bruised heart from female friendships specifically mm-hmm. like so showing up and being vulnerable i think we wait and this is something I'm trying to work on, where it's, like, I'm waiting for someone, again, being a projector, I'm waiting for someone to invite me to the table and, like, be vulnerable first, but, like, Mm -hmm. you know, something Matthew Hussey talks about, where it's, like, model the type of behavior you want versus mirroring it, and it's funny if I look back at that moment, like, I wasn't even mirroring it back to you, I was, like, I'm just, I don't know, like, I'm just responding out of protection versus actually seeing what's in front, and I feel like over time I've been starting to, I hope. Model the type of love and model that vulnerability and open up. And it's like, that's why when this whole like two part segment that I'm talking about female friendships and success in dating, it's things like this. Like, I can look at those two things and be like, I have the same problem, you know, in my relationships. Being too, that was the reason Alvis even, one of the reasons (laughs) it was a big thing. It was like, everything has to be a fucking big deal. I can't live up to the standard. Like, Plus, there's, like, something you're not letting me in on. Like, there's this, like, wall. Yeah. And so I feel like for people that are in that kind of phase, it's like, you can look at your friendships where it's like, where are you actually withholding love out of protection because of past rude heart? And are you craving more depth? And what are you doing about that?
1: Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, you know, on I think you're pointing out a lot of the ways where, We have the same problems that look different in different relationships, but I also want to point out that being able to have these types of conversations with your friends are definitely where you can expand your communication within relationship because sometimes, well, I think it's easier to speak to a friend than it is to speak to a new partner or your partner because men and women are very different. We communicate very differently. And when we have disagreements with our friends, it's a lot easier to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to go home. So you go home and we'll figure this out in a couple of days. You don't live with them. But when you live with a partner, that man (laughs) is in the other room, you know, (laughs) or whoever you're dating. But it's like, this is a really good way to practice because Laura and I could have absolutely just ignored it and been like, okay, so just like, um, I don't know, hit me up when you're down to hang out, you know? Yeah. But that's not like, that's not what we want to cultivate in our lives. It's more of, okay, how do we get past this? Or how do we get through this? Um, and I think that that's friendships
0: really do allow that. Yeah. for you to practice that aspect. And it's, it's having that hard, uncomfortable conversation it's where it's like, it's fuck. so uncomfortable and you're like, everything <coughs> in me is burning. Like, it, it burns. And that's why she cries. <laughs> I cry because I'm just emotional all the time. In a good way. In a good, in a good way. way. <laughs> the Virgo we'll that has the biggest heart. Um, but it is, it's, it's being able to have these hard conversations where it's like, hey, I want to hold this relationship accountable, right? Cuz there's you who talks about this, Connor Beaton. There's you, there's me, and then there's our relationship which is the third entity. And what are we providing into that third entity and how are we showing up for that third entity? And mm-hmm. it's like the way to do that is having that hard conversation because it matters. Some friendships they don't matter, right? To be fair. <laughs> like it, they are the surface level. I'm your my brunch friend, you're my yoga friend, like if no one's in town, what friend, like, know? if if you want that, yeah. we, we've eliminated pretty much all of that, yeah, I feel I like. It's, like, all of our friends, I, they're depth friends,
1: you know? Yeah, I don't think that there's time for much else.
0: Yeah, at this stage. From,
1: yeah, people that are going to add value to your life and you add value to theirs. Um, I don't know, it's just, I think we're at a stage and age in our life where it's like you know you I'm open to meeting new people by all the time however I know pretty quickly based on what I need in my life and what I'm able to deliver if this is going to be a net positive relationship or not or friendship or whatever it may be so I'm definitely very um into protecting my energy and who I bring in
0: yeah she's really good at that I learn it from her. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz otherwise I'm a puppy and I'm like everyone wants to play. And I'm like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think you should play with them. Put that toy down. <laughs> like, but it I mean in especially for this long, right? There's 13 years. There's many fucking lifetimes mm-hmm. that we've lived apart together. Many I disappeared seasons. for many fucking many 2 years. Yeah. <laughs> I just dipped out, I was like I'm gonna go fuck up my life for a bit I'll be back mm-hmm. and then coming back in but I think specifically <clears throat> in Dallas yeah it's the hard conversations in the beginning because it's like there's sustenance here and this is relationship one on one there's sustenance here but there's a clash can we hold this container and have this conversation so our needs are met within this container mm-hmm. and as uncomfortable as that is, that is, to be honest, I was the one that was like, I'm shying away because I don't know, plus I'm distracted with You guys, Elvis. she walked
1: out of my house one
0: time. <clears throat> I did do that. Like, um, she <laughs> literally
1: got up from the couch and walked out and closed the door, and I was like, oh my god, okay, bye. I fucking forgot about that! I don't even know why, because I don't remember anything. I don't remember
0: what it was about.
1: That was her running up. It's just an example it's me. Yeah, of what she's saying. She
0: <laughs> where I was like, I didn't have the staying power. I, again, I also, I'm not modeled relationships that have worked out. Like, everything has been self-taught, you know? And so it's one of these things where it's like, to me, walking out, I'm like, I'm about to say something ridiculous, so I need to remove myself from this situation. And I'm like, bye. Like, I don't even think I said bye. I was just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> just walked out the door and I was like... Yeah. I need to remove. And honestly, that's okay sometimes. Like, if you know you're at your fuse, like... Oh, yeah. It's like, I would rather love you and leave you before I fucking go back to old pattern behavior of protection. And that's what I'm doing in that moment. I'm like, I hit a fuse. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm at it. But it's in those moments of something matters, right? Like, this relationship matters. And you probably have someone on your heart where it's like, this relationship fucking matters. How would you, in that moment, or how have you, because I didn't lead those conversations in the beginning, you know, how was it where you're like, this is worth having a conversation over versus I'm just going to put her in this little pocket of people I call when I need to go to brunch.
1: Um, okay, I don't call anyone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean completely just letting the relationship the orc- go, yeah. letting the friendship do work its way out, or whatever it's gonna yeah. do. Avoiding, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's just the importance. I think it's the importance of the people, the importance of the relationships, and the respect that I have for you, and for how long we've been in one another's lives, and anyone that you know i've had a conflict
0: with that that has been the case um and I, also sorry to interrupt it's normal to have conflict i just really want to say that i think sometimes we're like oh no my friendships like i should never disagree or should do anything it's like you should disagree that's a good thing like you should yeah have and the more opinions. time that you spend together especially is
1: the more the conflicts will come up or the disagreements or whatever um but i think it's also it's talking about it one and in, in, like in the right state of mind so yeah you walking away was absolutely fine because who knows what, yeah if we just sat there arguing <laughs> about god knows what that's not gonna help anything yeah. um mm-hmm. but yeah I think it comes also oh this is what I was gonna say is something that's come towards for me through my self-development journey is like Going back to me saying, like, I was pretty harsh with words in the beginning of life. <laughs> or just, like, when I was younger. And it's, like, now it's, like, people really don't remember a lot of the things that maybe you, like, said. But they'll always remember how you made them feel. And that's really important for me. Like, especially because I've made people feel really shitty When I had the best intentions by saying something to Mm. them. Because I've always come from my heart. I've always come from a good place. I just had no idea how to communicate. I had no idea how to say it. So, yeah, within Dallas, with our relationship, like, having a different, a completely different phase, you moving, living back in America, not only that, but us living in the same city, which we hadn't lived in the same city for I think like seven or eight years. Yeah. Something like that. So it was a whole new dynamic. It was like we were dating again. We got back together. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We never stopped talking. But it was just, it was different. Yeah. Um so it's that. It's you know, I wasn't gonna leave it in any state besides like we we know enough about this world and how important it is to evolve like you and I here are not to sit in complacency like we're here to evolve as human beings we're here to take accountability for ourselves to learn from the like the scenarios and the things that happen in our lives um and I think that's where all that all of that comes from to answer your question it's like it's the respect it's the dignity it's the you know is this how I show up in the world you know like it's like how you do one thing is how you do everything so even if that conversation went sideways even if we decided to end our friendship there at least we had a conversation and we gave the relationship the respect that I needed to have
0: yeah and it's yeah coming back to that is what is your energy and how can you bring it to the table thinking of that other person's reaction to it as well like it's not just hey I'm feeling this you need to act this way so I feel okay it's always been Mm -hmm. I'm feeling this way this is a calm environment I've regulated around this conversation let's have a topic let's put this on the table so we can actually grow closer and that was so hard for me I remember in the beginning remember I would be like Mm -hmm. I'm in trouble like, no. she loves me, she doesn't love me anymore, mm-hmm. and I'm now abandoned, and every rejection wound is going to play up right now. Like, guys, I'm not kidding. Like, all of and these I am, things. I'm, like, not
1: think, I'm probably like, thinking about, like, coffee or my
0: yeah, dog or something. In my brain, because of my anxious attachment, because of my history of abandonment, because of the shitstorm of all the relationship wounds, it's like, when someone would come to me with something, all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, they don't love me anymore. Oh my god, like... I'm a horrible human being, and I've done this all wrong, and I'm somehow fucking this all up, as opposed to, hey, you're just doing something I don't like. It doesn't mean it's necessarily Mm -hmm. wrong, but can we have a conversation around it? And, like, that's been one of the biggest lessons in our friendship since in the last, however, what is it, year and a half now? Mm -hmm. It's like... Oh, like, you can actually just disagree with someone. Or you can be mad at someone. Like, you can be bitter. At, especially as a projector, my, like, off sense is bitterness. It's like, I can be bitter towards someone. I can, like, feel a certain way. And it's like, I still love you. I'm just going to go
1: mm-hmm.
0: bow out for a second. I'm going to table this. Or I'm going to have a conversation with you. Like, mm-hmm. that type of regulation has been monumental in my life.
1: Yeah, because we're still in the same space, but you're able to go do your own thing yeah or vice versa
0: yeah and it's or like just and it doesn't mean that the be. relationship is over like i i wasn't used to someone being able to be mad at me without it meaning i'm a bad person or they're gonna break up with me like i was just so used to that where it's like you fucked up i'm out and then to have someone be like you fucked up and i love you let us have a conversation. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. that's what staying power is? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, don't I don't know mean. what that means. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. And so it's that new sense of grounding. And, I mean, even on this trip, that's what I was saying. It's like, one of, you asked, like, what was my favorite memory? It's like, it's not really a memory. It's the feeling. It's like being in your family and with you and with your mom and your brother. And just, like, I get to sit in the corner and read my book. And you guys get to do your weird Puerto Rican Cuddling on the couch. (laughs) I mean, that sounds super weird. (laughs) But it's like, I'm sitting in a corner reading a book and everyone's like making out with dogs on the couch. (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, I'm a part of this family. And like, I get to do my own thing. And like, that type of acceptance is so fucking beautiful. And I, to think I could have missed it, Mm -hmm. right? Like to think I could stay in my ways to stay protected, but because you brought something to me. I could bring it back to the day of Tulum, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I really think it would go because I could have stayed closed. I could have been, like, defensive Mm -hmm. instantly. I could have just been like, well, fuck this. You're -hmm. attacking me, whatever. But it was like, but you're bringing something to the table that I want. Mm -hmm. And I know I want it because I, I want depth. I want intimacy. I want love. I want, you know, connection. I want value. Like, these are things that I want. And I think a lot of people do this where it's like, ultimately you want love, but because someone's coming to you, you're getting defensive and you're not even seeing that they want love too. And if you can actually kind of remove your ego for a second and go, okay, she's bringing something to me and she's not wrong, right? Like if I, granted, I wouldn't have known that I was doing, I wouldn't say I was withholding love or holding myself back in the time period. I was showing up in what I knew how to, but if I can think of that moment after you know going home and reflecting and then you know being like actually you're not wrong like I don't just show up I don't open myself in the ways that like I did when I was like 17 with my girlfriends you know it's like looking at those things I could have done that and that's what blows my mind it's like it, it just kind of expanded and then it opens up over time into this mm-hmm. which I think is cool yeah
1: I mean it's super cool <laughs> I love it. Um, but what came to mind when you were talking was um, that ego piece. So, oftentimes, you know, and we see this all the time, every day. Someone's trying to love someone, and the other person's freaking out because of fear. And then, what are they, what, what's fear based out of? Fear is based out of your ego. Mm. And then they're using their ego to lead. And now you're leading with fear, and you're no longer leading with love. So you're meeting love with fear, and what a fucking awful combination to create long-lasting relationships, mm. right? So it's like love does is not afraid to lose. So you gotta drop the ego, or not, and you know not even like in a mean way of dropping the ego, but it's like you gotta let your ego know, like I got this, we're good, we're safe. No one's trying to attack you anymore, right? If you... Obviously, if we're at this stage where we feel like we're going to be attacked, everyone has their own story of what that attack felt like in their heart. Um, But it's that. It's shifting that mindset of like, okay, let me take a breath. I'm receiving love. Can I receive love? Yeah, if I put this fear down, if I put this ego down, it's not easy. I'm just... It's not easy, but it's just really that mindset shift of leading with your heart and dropping your guard because that's where the magic happens. It doesn't happen by you holding up this barrier to your heart and thinking that shit's going to go well. It's not. It hasn't worked in the past, you know? And it's like I've I've repeated that pattern for many years, you know?
0: Yeah. And so
1: you just kind of learn the hard way
0: yeah and it, it honestly is through repetition like i would love to say like oh we had that one conversation then i was totally normal and i was totally comfortable no, but, Hang but that's out. a like great,
1: that's a great ex- it's just an example yeah.
0: of a conversation that we've had over of course years but, ago. but it's like emphasizing that where it's like and then it's that repetition over time where even and like you would and i think this is what helps with knowing someone's history correct me if i'm wrong sorry if there's a lot of noise our setup right now is um me basically holding them no not basically just holding the microphone and i'm wondering if my nails are hitting it um but it's this you know i'd be in your house when i lived at your house for like two months and i'm like i'm taking up space i'm scared like or like sitting someplace and i'd be like really quiet and you're like i literally don't know you exist and it's like knowing someone's history matters in that because you would like repeat things for to me and i don't know if you intentionally did it but it was in the like you're my family and i'm like Ugh, what like or like mm-hmm. I don't even know you're here and you would just do these little things and I, maybe it was just like the energetic feel that you would get from me where it was like I was afraid I was taking up space or I I was afraid my self-righteousness would ruin our relationship I was afraid anytime I pissed you off it would ruin something like it was this like fear that I was always somehow gonna mm-hmm. fuck it up and you would just keep repeating this back where it was like you're safe here like it's okay and mm-hmm. It's it's through that dynamic where like anyone that is going through something like it may not be an initial first conversation like it's not going it's not let's just put it out there it's not gonna be one conversation, Mm-mm. it's not it's gonna be this repetition of someone's nervous system getting used to these things time and time again, and whether that's friendship or partnership that's what helps where it's like it's from a loving space and you're removing your ego from it because at the alt at the end of the day you both want love Mm -hmm. and you're just trying to figure out how to make each other safe because at this period of our life anyone we have shit we have stories Mm -hmm. and so when it comes to friendships and it comes to relationships it's like understanding that dynamic where it's like it comes with consistency like unfortunately healing triggers and healing wounds it, that only happens through doing it over and over again you know it's not just a one time oh i'm aware of this abandonment wound that's coming up from this friendship and this is what i'm feeling right now poof it's gone it's like no it's through this repetition it's through the awareness of what you're feeling and going oh how can i actually stay open in this how can i keep you know being i am okay here i'm not too much i'm not taking up space like she is meaning it when she's staying. like these kind of stories that kept happening it's mm-hmm. like it's it's it was a continuous thing, and I feel like it's finally just landing. Like <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, okay, cool, we're here. Like now she's moving, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She reminds me every day.
1: <laughs> she whispers to the dogs. Yeah, I need to stop doing that because I'm guilt tripping her. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know why I repeated it, but I mean, I know you pretty well, so I think if I saw you i don't know going and not being present a lot or something and i'm like is this a choice or you know like to myself i'm like is this a choice or do you just feel like you shouldn't
0: be in the way yeah when you're not in the way yeah and so it was so healing and i feel like that's been one of the greatest lessons thus far at least on my end Mm -hmm. um so thanks of course (laughs)
1: yeah For me too. I mean, this friendship has definitely brought certain things. It's like I work on certain things on my own and I don't know, I don't talk that much. And what I mean by that is (laughs) that I work on things that come up for me and I don't always vocalize them or I don't always say them. Um, I just, I'm kind of a hermit in that way, but yeah, in a way I think that this... This friendship has allowed the same vulnerability that you're expressing. Um, For me, it was a little bit different. It was... uh, I've had a lot of issues with, like, control because I lived very fear-based. When you have someone in your space or living with you, especially someone that, like, you love so much, you kind of have... I want You don't have to, actually. You can absolutely be an OCD person because I was... Or you can choose to work on that and, like, work on cohabitating with someone and having someone in your space and understanding that, like, I don't know, things aren't that big of a deal. Like, I don't – putting something in the wrong place is not a reason to freak out, and that's literally who I was. Like, I would literally have a meltdown if something wasn't in a specific place. And, I mean, this is a completely different conversation, but my <laughs> – <laughs> pivot towards an OCD conversation. Yeah, pivot <laughs> towards my own shit, this but this podcast is not necessarily about me. So, mm. But, you know, I'm also working through things on my own, or even similarly to you, of being seen as I am. And, yeah. you know, me going through my day and the mornings, I am not a huge morning person. Not that I'm upset in the mornings, but I like to have my coffee. I don't really like to talk to anyone. I like to wake up. I'll give you a little ugly smirk because I look ugly as shit when I wake up with my glasses. Or maybe I can't see. If I don't have my glasses, I can't (laughs) see. And I go get my coffee. (laughs) And that's it. And I just get on my laptop. I take my dog out. I give the universe thanks for like a whole 30 minutes for random shit that I think of. And then I'm ready to talk when I'm ready to talk. But that is something that I would, in the past swallow and then try to be this morning person and then I'm fucking over it by 12 o'clock I'm like I'm pissed I haven't done anything for myself today right and you know having you around so much because we were living in the same city we were five minutes from each other you know we were growing our friendship you are family to me it also gave me that
0: yeah
1: opportunity to grow in that way where it's like I let go of a lot of guards I started practicing how do I be myself with with people that I love and I'm so comfortable with luckily it wasn't like you know it's not a new friendship but it's like yeah. I'm so comfortable with this person How can I practice being myself and being fully accepted and communicate what my needs are? My needs are that I don't want to talk before 9 a.m., period.
0: Which I'm a puppy and I want to talk to everything. Right, so then,
1: you know, Laura goes and does Laura things. I don't know what Laura does because
0: (laughs) I don't care about anything until
1: (laughs) I've had coffee. (laughs) But it's, and all of this is being said in, like, the Mm. most loving way of, like, can we just be ourselves and accept the other person not being on the same schedule? You know, we don't need to be on the same schedule. I just, I will love you along the way.
0: Yeah. And just being different. Mm -hmm. Like, me and we talk about this. Now we're more the same, but it's like... meet us in college. We still don't know. We were having this conversation. Oh my god. Oh my and god. We're like, I was a club girl and she was like a stoner. And I was a huge stoner with bright red hair and gauges and she's a club bottle service girl and we're like, we were okay, talking about t- it. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. Nothing against that. I made great.
0: Money. She, she killed it. She really wants to drink this water. Um, but water. We, we think back to it. We were talking about it we're like, do you remember why we're friends? Like, we were at every significant Event, yeah, we have pictures. We like, have pictures. We're like Why what? were you there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like, I don't know, but I have really bad memories. So it's not like I'm gonna remember
0: like sequence of events, but I clearly was probably we stoned or high, stoned or drunk or something. Mm-hmm. But it is one of those things where it's like it's it's that acceptance piece, I think, is really important as well. That
1: I've never, yes, I, w- I will say acceptance is so big because. I guess you we are the most different. Like this friendship is what am I trying to say? Like yeah. 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 No, Remy. Um and I feel that I've never once thought to myself, I wish Laura was like this. It's like, no, I fucking don't. That's Laura. This is me. I'm gonna go fucking do what I want. You know, and it's like that is like the deepest form. not the maybe not the deepest form, one of like the qualities of deep love. It's like acceptance. You have to accept people for who they are and like not try to change them. And how many different seasons and phases of life haven't we been in, you know? Like I mean we just talked about a few of them. But it's like and that's it. And it is what it is. And that is who that person is during that time. And so what? And can you love them through that? Yeah. And can you love them two years from now when they've completely changed their fucking identity? I don't know. Yeah. But you
0: should if it's if what you're seeking for is love. Yeah. And that kind of death where it's like this person, actually, their difference is how can it expand me? How can I actually grow with that difference? Right. Like, how can I actually have some type of fucking ayahuasca journey of, like, how can I accept you in that and not let it trigger my other parts and things of that nature. So, I mean, the dogs are getting restless. So I'm going to ask one last question. You might hear some dog. You might hear some dogs and stuff in the background. Um, What's it like being friends with me?
1: (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) What a question. Being friends with you. It's, well, one, I, like, the first word that came to mind was, like, so comfortable. Like, being friends with you is so comfortable. It's so homey. It's, like, I always know that I have a place with you no matter where you are. I, one of our friends asked us, like, oh, are you so sad that, like, Laura's moving? And I'm, like, you know, it's, yes, I went through, like, a week of, like, being pissed, honestly. Because, yeah. aka, I was sad. <laughs> but I'm also, like, oh, there's dog movement but also it's like she's such she's so home mm. like you are so home um that i don't care where you are in the world because i'm not going to lose you yeah. you know and that's one of like the biggest takeaways from this friendship that i always have but on a daily day-to-day basis <laughs> we <laughs> being friends with Laura is like dealing with so many different emotions like one moment we're like skipping around. The next moment we're like, what are we doing? There's a crisis. I'm like, is there a crisis? Why don't you go shower? Okay. Goes on a run, goes on a walk, has a whole fucking mind blowing like escapade in her head. And I'm like, I'm still, I'm still on earth. Are you on earth? You no. know, this is what being friends with Laura is on a daily basis. In
0: case I swear I'm regulated, she is very regulated. <laughs> Through all of the different, I don't even know what to call them. I don't know either because I try and describe it to people where I'm like, but it isn't a regulated way to the point that doctors are like, Are you just always that calm? Like, your heartbeat's really low. Like, you're okay in there? But it's like, it is a lot of things. She just
1: has a lot of ideas. She's super creative and she gets really excited about a lot of shit that a lot of people don't get excited about, which is the beauty of being friends with you because you bring so much life into. The smallest thing. Thing.
0: <laughs> you Thanks. do. That's great. I was try I'm like, how do I bring more of my personalities to this podcast and my brand? So we bring you here, baby. I just start recording half the shit you say all day, and then we can That's, start putting it in a put podcast. It on, put it in a reel. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. My dad jokes. That's basically what Threads oh, is. No, no. I don't. No she doesn't fuck with my dad jokes. But they're great. Anyways, okay. We have to go take the dogs out and do things. Thank you for doing this. Do you have any last words for anyone on female friendships and long term relationships or how relationships, friendships reflect in your relationships? Like any last yeah, words? Yeah. Um,
1: no, I feel like we, we touch base on a lot of things. No, I don't
0: think. I don't think. And she gave answers. you guys a nice fuck you. Just kidding. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, no that's not <laughs> right. But I think I mean the core thing is. Thank you for having me. Of course. Do you feel uncomfortable? Uh, not anymore It was really uncomfortable in the beginning Marina's doing so good One of her biggest fears is public speaking It is and Here she is on a podcast Oh my god I know That's a big deal I was shaking in the beginning uh, Really? Uh huh Oh my
1: god Yeah I don't like public speaking Also I just I'm a woman of written words I'm not a woman yeah. of spoken words so, You don't like written words either I do I write a lot and i'm actually really good at writing i'll write you a letter when you leave okay you'll see you'll cry she's
0: like i'm not i literally have a text message from you from like f- last weekend that's different. i'm not good at words
1: yeah i'm not i'm not good at saying words like i it. wish that i was better at communicating some of the things that i feel but if i sit down and write them they they come out a she lot does better.
0: write, and then she can communicate things yeah. that's usually mm-hmm. how it works yeah, because I was going to say this whole podcast was about how well of a communicator you are. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you. I'm going to keep working
1: on this because obviously my work. See, this is what happens when you work on shit and then people
0: reflect it back to you. And you're like, wow. Okay. It's oh, look, working. At it's look at me. Look at me. It's working. <laughs> Self development it. working. All right, y'all. I love you. Make sure you go hit that cheeky little button that says subscribe because it helps us out so much like subscribe review it's something i say every tuesday just kidding These come out monday um but yeah that gets us new people on the episode it really does help the algorithm so thank you in advance thank you marina for coming on this is the time where i'd like drop social media stuff but i don't think you want me we're going to make her a business for dog walking and I, then I'll put I it don't on have her. A business,
1: so there's, there's nothing, uh, there's no social media for me to give you guys. I'm just Laura's friend. Yeah.
0: We'll get her on here again, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. I love you. See you in the next episode.